have news. What? Are you ready for this? No. I'm doing a triathlon. No, you're not. I am? No, you're not. I'm doing a triathlon. No, bestie of mine. Called Kate Revs. Does sport. <laughs> period. A marathon. A walkathon. <laughs> I'm doing a triathlon. No, you're not. I am part of a team doing a triathlon. Probably need to say I'm doing the swim part. Okay. Okay. So this is a little bit like the movie Luca. Is that right? One person eats the spaghetti and yeah, the yeah, other yeah, person yeah. does the swim and the other person does the bike ride. Yes. I wish I could do the spaghetti eating. However, my beautiful sister has MS yeah. and we are all year, all of us, trying to find the best charity things to raise money to support MS research. Yeah. Because they are very close to finding a cure. My cousin is a runner. My sister's super fit. They wanted to do this triathlon. They needed someone to do the swim. They came to me. You can't say no. So now I'm a triathlete. But I do think they've picked the right person. Yes. For the I'm swim a, section. Yes, I am a swimmer. Yes. I do love a swim. Anyway, I've got to do a 1.5k ocean swim. Oh my God. Do my bit for the triathlon. So are you going to train up for this? I've got to. Yes. Yeah, so I'm training okay, now. Okay, can I just say I'm really <laughs> relieved that this is something that's driven by your sister and you're doing one part. Because for a second, I was having flash forwards to like you being like this wannabe iron woman like fitspo fitspo and i was like i can't handle any more change it's just I a just, complete 180 i just can't like if you suddenly go down the fitspo path no. i'll just want to knock myself you'll be happy to hear i'm in charge of the outfits okay so i get to art direct this team that's important so i'm just designing the tri suit it's called a tri suit oh yeah i'm learning all the lingo are you gonna get sponsorship is that a thing oh <gasps> Fuck yeah. Who wants to sponsor this seriously wholesome, amazing cause? Slide on into my DMs. Happy to put your logo on our tri-suit and it'll be beautiful because I'm designing it. Question, are the suits like novelty? Is this like a fun novelty, fun run? No, no, no. It's, it's fucking serious. We're oh. sporty now, Gem. Oh. I mean, we're doing swim, run, bike. My sister's doing the bike. My cousin's doing the run. We're taking all our families up there so they can watch their mum smash a triathlon. Where is this happening? Noosa. Oh. The Noosa Tri in October. Beautiful. Anyway, so I'm training because now I'm sporty. I'm sporty spice. And what does training look like? Uh, doing a swim. <laughs> Every day? Uh, Every day I don't have the kids, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm pumped. So... I feel a bit better now. Okay. I was like, okay. I see it's a charity, fun triathlon situation. Yeah. Excellent. I know. Godspeed. <laughs> you don't have any faith in me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into the episode? Yes. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Revzy, Revzy, Revzy do da, Revzy day. How's your Botox in your face? My Bobo! I feel part of a club. Yeah, how are you feeling? You're looking fresh. I feel fresh. And do you know what? Because I didn't get my forehead done, mm-hmm. I never got that helmet yeah, feeling. You didn't get the post-it note feeling. No, mm-hmm. no none mm-hmm. of that sensation up there in my forehead. Can't frown. No. Got a little bit of a Kim Kardashian vibe where I think if I tried to do a cry face. Oh yeah, you I look, look a bit silly. I look silly. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'll take the silliness to look like I've been on holiday 
all year round. You really look fucking fresh. You look like you've had lots of sleep. That is a lie. I know. Because I definitely have not. This is what I love about it. You get up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> it's not get up in the morning, look in the mirror and go, oh God, when did I turn 58? Yes. Yeah. We all know that feeling. We all know that feeling. That feeling is now gone. Motherhood is aging as fuck. And beautiful. Thank you. I mean, I will say it's subtle. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. She said she's going to start you off easy. Yeah. I wouldn't want any more than this. Yeah. I'm happy with this. I mean, you you haven't hit peak yet, though. I know. Yeah. So Friday week is when you'll be like, oh, this is it. Okay. So you've got a bit further to go. So more developing. Like a tan. You've got the little bunny lines now. What are bunny lines? So because your skin around your eyes and between your eyebrows doesn't move anymore, it sort of goes to your eyes. So now you'll know if someone's had Botox because when they laugh, they get little bunny lines on their nose that's so awkward. and they'll kind of laugh through their nose instead of the rest of their face it's like <laughs> like <laughs> feel about this it's a club okay and the club's good there's a pool out the back look got- i self-nominated i'm happy to be here yeah. dl's we did share our botox experience over on our instagram if mm-hmm. you want to check it out it's saved on the grid it is i will say for anyone who hasn't done it who's thinking about doing it it's a little bit painful it hurts it hurts but weirdly in parts yes there were some Mm. I didn't even feel it. I didn't believe her. I was like, you didn't do it. But she did. And then there were some that I was like, I feel it. I feel that. The ones you feel are the ones you need to shut down. They're the big muscles. They're the strong ones. It's yeah. like when you get laser, not every zap is as painful, but the painful zaps is like, that hair had to go. Oh, that was a thick one. That one was hanging in there. That follicle needed a blasting. <laughs> You're so right. In between your eyebrows, mm-hmm. that's a strong muscle. That's a very is. expressive muscle. So yes. it makes sense to me that that one hurt yeah the ones around the side of my eyes and i'm talking the external sides of my eyes they didn't really hurt no they were good they're fine it's wild to watch the video because i've never actually watched the needles go into my face and i was like "Ooh, it looks really intense yeah it's gnarly <laughs> we're having proper augmentation down here i will say dl's another thing that i loved about lynn as well is if you're someone like me who has more hooded eyes so I've got quite fleshy eyelids I thought she was really good in deterring me from wanting to get my forehead done because she said if you do too much of your forehead just to smooth out a few lines you actually drop your brow down and it makes your hooded eyes even more hooded and she said the goal here is to open up your eyes and I feel like she fucking nailed it she knows her shit you know once I had too much Botox in the forehead I got more Botox and they put too much in or whatever and I was trying to put eyeshadow on and I couldn't I had to hold my eyebrow with my finger to put the eyeshadow on because I couldn't lift up my brow and anyway, if, adventures in Botox. Absolutely. And if there are DLs out there who are quietly, silently eye-rolling behind this potty mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'll never do it. Hey, that's fine. no judgment. You do you. You do you. You don't have to do it. Little reminder, this shit wears off. It wears off. It's like dyeing your hair. In three months' time, it's metabolized out. You get it again or you don't. So funny. So my mum called me after the Botox appointment, but she did that weird thing where she called me because she was curious to know how it went, but then shot herself in the foot because then she passed judgment Uh, straight away. And so then I was like, well, I'm not going to tell you about the experience. And mum's like, I just don't know why you're doing it. You don't need it. And then I pulled out the line, which I genuinely believe this. I said, I'm doing preventative care. For sure. And she was like, oh, 
like that's a thing. Like she was no, like, that's a thing. It is a thing. That's a thing. I felt like saying to her, what, with all your Bobo experience <laughs> that you've shade, never had? Shade. Throwing all the shade. So she's never had it. She's never had it. Oh, my mum is the most low-key beauty person ever. Like she only... Because she's a natural stunner. She is. You can't just say she's low-key. She's like born gorgeous. Well, she only recently started, and I mean recently, so mum's like 56. 57 she just started getting her eyebrows plucked oh my god for the first time my god yeah well you know what great so you can understand why i come late to things Mm -hmm. right because you're very much influenced by your parents Mm -hmm. so i didn't grow up with a mum getting things like my mum doesn't even wax like she's just she's not particularly hairy she's so low maintenance yeah that because I wasn't exposed to it, I had to learn all the beauty shit through my friends. Dude, I learned from my younger sister. What? Yeah, I, my mum always got her hair done. She's got like amazing hair. So she's always doing hair appointments. But she wasn't a big beauty person. She didn't do a lot of treatments. She didn't do a lot of anything really. She's mm. quite natural. My sister, I don't know how, but just like was so into it. And yeah, like she's really pioneering she's it really for She's really pioneered you. it for me. And she's like, oh, you got to get fucking derma rolling. Oh, go get laser. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm like, all right. And now I just do what she tells me. So so did your sister get Bobo before you? Well before me. Oh. And I saw how fucking fresh she looked and I was like, I'm not getting left behind by my younger sister. Yeah. 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 I do wonder sometimes that people who are anti-Bobo, if there is a bit of that undercurrent sentiment of like, oh, nah, maybe. don't you go looking fresh without me? Like, <laughs> let's all age together, motherfuckers. Well, and there is something in that, you know, like if it becomes the norm and then you look weird if you haven't had it. So it's probably problematic, but yeah. whatever. You can only look after your own face. Yeah. For me, pump it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping mine lasts a good six months. I think it will. It did feel like a little bit of an ordeal. Like I can't see myself being like, sign me up to more fucking pain tomorrow. I want to be vaccinated in my face. Yeah. None of that. Until we go into lockdown for four months and then you'll be begging to get vaccinated in the face. I have booked a hair appointment. Oh! My first one in, I believe... 14 months. Shit, girl. Where are your grades? Oh, I died it that time. Yeah, remember you did a box job? <laughs> a botch job, I should say. <laughs> Lol, that was funny. I'm seeing a professional. Good. I feel like it's going to cost $70 million. I sent her a photo of my hair and she was like, oh, no, you need this and this and this and that. And ding, 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 <laughs> cha-ching. <laughs> but because I only go once and never, yeah. basically, I thought, oh, it's fine. I'll invest Get in my done. hair. Yeah. Get it done. I'm excited to look fresh. Look at you, getting all back into how you look and feel. I think there's something about your youngest turning two. Absolutely. I remember you warning me about Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. Iggy turned two in January and since then I'm feeling this need to reclaim my physical self. Yeah, I get it. Like I said, I've started doing Pilates, sort of trying to eat well. That's sort of not going as well as I hoped, but I'm trying not to judge myself too harshly. Got my bobo, get my hair did. Need to get my nails done. Oh, me too. Haven't got my nails done in about 18 months. Yeah, mine are due to. Oh no, that's not true. Christmas. Look, look, there's a little bit of Christmas <laughs> left on the nails. Yeah, just on the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. How's your sex drive going? Uh, like better. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit better. Yeah. I'd say, but fuck me. My periods, postpartum. Yeah, still. Gates of hell, shark week yeah. hell. Like yeah. it's so bad and I've noticed that I feel on day one and day two which is my heaviest that feeling of anemicness where I think I'm gonna faint because I feel like I'm hemorrhaging yeah it's fucked you gotta get an iron supplement into you I do I really really do so I've had a bit of a shit of a week 
Oh. If I'm honest. Okay. I had a few things in my life collide <laughs> catastrophically and oh. spectacularly. Jesus. Oh, nothing heavy. Okay. But <laughs> just something catastrophic. <laughs> just, 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 uh, <laughs> but not too heavy. Did I say I was a drama queen? <laughs> did I say I was an actress? <laughs> no, just the combination of Shark Week mm-hmm. and my husband's work travel starting oh, up again. Fuck that. Like, who said that was okay? I know. It's all back. I didn't realize what a gift it was. Look, there was a lot of bad shit that came with COVID. We know that. Mm -hmm. But one tiny, tiny, tiny good part of COVID was no work travel. Mm. So I had hubs at home with me 24-7. And this is the first trip he's done in I couldn't even tell you how long. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do this gig on my own. I can't function without him. And I kind of don't want to. And I had to do things like take the nappy bin out, which I haven't done in two years. (laughs) Or a very long time. I can't remember the last time. But have you ever taken on your partner's chores and you go, oh, I actually really appreciate that I don't have to do that. Yeah. But then you kind of don't want them to know that. Well, yes, I've taken on all the chores. Being a single parent. Yes. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot. I would love to offload the bins. That would be good. Yeah, bin job's a boy job. Hate the bins. Definitely a boy job. Yeah. Watch the feminism leave my body as the <laughs> bins need doing. Exactly. I hate washing the bin. Wait, you wash the bin? Babe, you've got to wash the bin. Wait, are we talking the wheelie bin All out the, the front bins. of your house? Well, the, uh, no, I live in an apartment, so I don't have to wash the wheelie bin. But the bin in your kitchen, the bin in your bathroom, you got to wash them. Yeah, you got to do a little bit of maintenance. Yeah. Every now and then. Bin juice abounds. Bin juice. What? No one's got time for bin juice. You know what I don't have time for? Bin juice. Bin juice. <laughs> but it's real and you got to deal with You're it. You're right. And bin juice for me is on par with dead flower water in a vase. Yeah. It I mean, just fucking makes me gag you, like nothing else. There's nothing grosser. Ugh. Maybe off potatoes. Anyway, what do you have time for? <laughs> have time for what don't you have time for i do not have time for the idea that sleeping in separate beds means that there must be something wrong with your marriage okay a big one big heavy one this is a big one you talk know, it up i didn't think this was a topic i would ever need to bring up okay but i've been sitting with myself recently and i've had a few comments thrown my way about this idea of sleeping in separate beds because context you and your husband sleep in separate beds taboo (laughs) spoiler exclusive right here on the potty hey daily mail Gemma Gemma Pranita from Neighbours sleeps in separate bed to husband let's add a little more context so Hubs and I we share a room Mm -hmm. but he sleeps in the spare room Mm -hmm. pretty much all the time I would say the only time that we don't sleep in separate beds is if we have people stay which is pretty frequent we always love having friends come and stay we've got more friends coming to stay next month and it's totally fine we'll share a bed but for the most part we sleep separately and how did this start why do you sleep in separate beds have you always slept in separate beds no okay and I do want to preface this by saying I realize that it's a privilege to have a guest bedroom yes okay a lot of people don't have that luxury we do and I'm leaning into that luxury right you know do you know how many people have a spare room and it just stays a spare room Mm. but then complain about the lack of sleep they're getting because their husband snores or their baby keeps them away we all know that becoming a parent means kissing sleep goodbye from now until the end of time yes right my husband snores like a train 
It's loud. It's aggressive. It disturbs my sleep like nothing else, like more than my own children waking me up. And you are a light sleeper. I'm a problematic sleeper. Yeah, yeah. It's always been you a... You don't str- sleep well. No. So couple that mm-hmm. with having kids that don't sleep, that's enough to send me to the loony bin. Yes. So when we had Iggy, we both agreed that he's sort of useless. I was the one breastfeeding around the clock. So we agreed that it was better to have one sleep deprived parent than yeah. two. Yes. And my husband was much more in charge of the toddler. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, you go and get the sleep. So he went and slept in the spare room. Iggy's now two <laughs> and it hasn't changed. Okay. And I don't have a problem with it, but other people do. Yes. Fascinating. Yes. Because the culture is like, oh, they're sleeping in separate beds. Like there must be a problem. Yeah. They don't fuck anymore. They're not into each other anymore. They don't like each other anymore. They're just flatmates. Yep. This is the uh, the mythology around sleeping in separate beds. Yes. And to add even more context of where this sort of conversation sparked from is, as you know, recently we went on holiday and we booked a three bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Now the three bedroom apartment wasn't so that Rafa and Iggy could have their own rooms. They shared a room and Hubs and I slept in separate beds because holidays are hard enough when you've got kids. (laughs) The privilege on this episode. (laughs) My husband sleeps in the other guest wing. In the West Wing. Holidays are hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, I hate myself, but I don't care. I'm going to forge ahead. (laughs) Keep going. Basically, my sister-in-law came and visited us at our holiday place and she did a little tour around the little apartment and she thought it was really cute. And she was like, oh, who's sleeping in this room? And I was like, Hubs is. And she's like, oh, wait, are you sleeping in separate beds? And I was like, yeah, because I'm now adjusted to this new life. And she was like, oh, how romantic. And she said it with a sarcastic tone, not with any malice, but, you know, And I thought, hang on a second, let's just zoom out. We're still intimate. We still got our sexy time in. I challenge all the couples who are listening to this episode. Do you have intimate sex with your partner and then cuddle until you both fall asleep? The tone on you. And then cuddle. (laughs) Like, you know they don't. They fucking don't. You know they're sticking their AirPods in. Everyone's sticking their AirPods in. One person's listening to a podcast. Another's got their nightlight on reading their book. Don't fucking touch me. Don't come near my skincare. Exactly. (laughs) Some people put on their fucking, those, what are those light? LED LED light masks and go to bed. And then their partners roll over and Mm. snore. And then they have shit sleep. My point is, why does it matter? Why is there such a stigma attached to the idea of sleeping in separate beds? I feel it's a boomer anxiety that we've inherited. It's a hangover. Yeah, I think it was a real thing. Probably, let me get real psychoanalyzy here, but probably from the time when more the man would go off to work and come home to the woman who didn't work. Maybe, I don't know, it feels gross even saying this, but a different generation when the man provider off to work, come home and the wife would like make this nice home and then they would sleep in bed together if they weren't sleeping in the same bed together issues yes it would be indicative of they don't like each other yeah I gotta say it jars for me no talk it up like I'm really keen to have an open chat about this because I have found it fascinating I totally know what you're saying when you roll over and go to bed at night you're not like spooning when you go to sleep right when you've been in a relationship for a long time and there are young kids in the house or whatever 
For me, it's the waking up in the morning. Like, don't you want to start your day with your loved one next to you? You're like the eyes she's giving me. No, no, no. I've got something to add to this. Yeah, I just feel like there's something about rolling over and seeing your person next to you in bed. It's like, it's a unifying start to the day where you're like, we're a team, we're a unit. Okay, do you want to hear how my day starts in the morning? <laughs> Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, I can't find Pinky. Pinky fell out of bed. Like, that's how my day starts. Whether my husband is in bed or not, yep. we don't wake up together and stare into each other's eyes and be like, hey, T mate <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we get fucking woken up <laughs> like, <laughs> hey team mate hey bro <laughs> 24 36 <laughs> <laughs> but it's bad like seriously oh. I, okay i feel like i need to state this okay our marriage is great and yeah. I mean this when I say this, and I say this with no smugness, yeah. but COVID brought my husband and I closer together. Yeah. It did. Yeah. We've actually never been tighter. Yeah. Like I said, Mojo is slowly starting to come back. We still make an effort to be intimate together. Yeah. We have great sex, and then we kiss each other goodnight, and then he walks to the spare room. Oh my God, do you walk upstairs like, my place or yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, always my place. <laughs> I've got the king. <laughs> But we kiss each other goodnight, we have a cuddle, yeah. and then we go and have fucking great night's sleep mm. separately okay. from each other. He's not taking up any room, his snoring isn't waking me up, I don't have to prod him every fucking hour and to get him to roll onto his side so that he stops snoring. Like, you don't understand what a whole ordeal it is. Oh, I was married to a snorer, and trust me, the sleep race is real. So like, yes. if I fell asleep first, fine, didn't bother me, but if he fell asleep first and was snoring... I was like mm. fucking kicking him and I didn't have a spare oh sorry, sorry. we're kicking each other <laughs> over here and I didn't have a spare room I've slept next to you you are noisy what your puggle noises oh yeah do an example of your puggle now I've always called that the puggle Gem and I have slept in a bed together many a time multiple times since we were 12 years old and I used to be like what the fuck is that <laughs> noise I still don't know what that noise is neither do I it's like your weird nervous tick but you do it in your sleep yeah it's a throat scratching in case DL's do it again, were... do it again. I don't it's know a guinea pig <laughs> Like, I would be sleeping in bed with you and be like, what the fuck? Is there a rat in this room? Meanwhile, you've got your mouth wide open with <laughs> drool hanging out. And I'm like, am I going to sleep on a waterbed tonight? Like, <laughs> seriously, we all have our issues. Yes, I'm also a sleep talker. Yes, you are. I know. Yeah. You are. Full conversations. Yeah. And you're a bit of a sprawler. Am I? No. Not anymore. Not since having kids. Okay. Well, we've had a few boxing matches back in the day in bed. I, I have very vivid memories. But I guess what I want to challenge yeah. to our DLs, and look, again, very niched, but if there are any DLs who have a spare bedroom in their house, and if you complain about the quality of your sleep because of your partner, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Show me. Normalizing separate beds. Why don't you utilize that beautifully made untouched bed and chuck your husband in it. And guess what? It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your marriage. This is what the bullshit that I'm trying to dispel. Yeah. Because it's interesting. So Rebs and I, we work with a beautiful girl named Kate. We have a second Kate on our podcast team. 
And I said today that I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. And she was like, wait, you guys sleep in separate beds? And she had the same response. She's like, aren't you worried that that's a bad sign? Yeah. Like, doesn't that mean X, yeah. Y, Z? She, yeah. and, and I challenged her. I said, well, why is it a problem? And she yeah. said, but people sleep in separate beds after they've had a fight that they haven't resolved. And I'm like, yeah, but our choice to sleep in separate beds is absolutely intentional yeah. and all by design. So we get fucking sleep okay if you went away without the kids we actually are about to so would you sleep in the same bed then yeah absolutely okay. okay yeah okay and do you think when the kids are, well i guess you don't know when the kids are older if you'll keep this or well if the kids are older and let's just look I- i'm gonna be honest it's gonna be hard for me to share a bed with hubs yeah. ever again wow. because i'm too addicted yeah. to the good sleep and i like my whole sleep routine mm-hmm. I listen to a podcast. Sometimes I like to fall asleep watching something on the laptop. I know people are going to say it's really bad. Sometimes I need a bright light on so that I can read something. Mm-hmm. But there's no other person there that I'm disturbing. Do you know what? My husband loves listening to foreign policy. Oh. Right? It's his favorite kind of podcast. Hot. Did we all just <laughs> yawn a little? Because I did. Right? Loves podcasts focused on foreign policy. Often American podcasts. So... Sometimes I can fucking hear his podcast. Fucking NPR blasting from his ears. Through his ears. And I'm like, that shit's annoying me. But you know what? Me watching maths in bed is probably annoying you. Mm. We don't have any issues. No issues. And Revzy, you know how you said sometimes it's nice to wake up in the morning to your partner? What about the middle of the night sesh? We we don't do that. We do not do middle of the night. Do you? Like, does anyone anymore? Like, what? Look, I'm coming at this from such a different place. I get it. So now I wake up on my own. Yes. And when my kids aren't there, it's fucking deafeningly quiet. But you know what you have to be careful of? Is getting addicted to the lifestyle of not sharing your home with another grown person. I know. Because if one day you have to make room for someone or you choose to, that's going to be a rude adjustment for you because everything is just as you like it. And this is what I'm talking about. I reckon, I reckon (laughs) I'm going to make a call (laughs) that if you re-partner in the future, you're going to be like, Jem, you were kind of onto something with the whole them sleep in the spare room thing. Well, it's kind of similar... I guess with the having your kids not all the time I have like a little bit of my old life back Mm. in a way there's no point denying it is a perk of post-divorce life is that yes sometimes I'm a single mom doing it all on my own cleaning the fucking bin not getting to sleep all the things everyone in the bed but then the other days I wake up on my own time I have the whole bed to myself my house is how I like it I'm not gonna lie I have moments where I'm a bit jelly of that because I parent 24 7 yeah round the clock yeah I'm putting my kids to bed no break every single night they wake me up every single morning yeah and I think yes in the times that you have the kids on your own it's intense but it's nice that you get that reset it's amazing because that's what I crave it's kind of a life hack except that you have to go through a horrible heartbreaking (laughs) life-altering divorce like if you could just remove that bit you know you're onto a winner really onto a winner here but I've got a girlfriend who has repartnered so she's a few years ahead of me she got divorced a couple of years ago and she has repartnered and her challenge is she's like fuck so I have the kids full-time and then I've got to make time for my partner in my Mm. off times she's like and I've lost the me time 
and she's oh. like, you know, I'll go to his house for the days I don't have the kids, and we'll have a lovely time, whatever. But then I get back to my house, and I haven't done the washing, and I haven't cleaned up, and I'm not ready for the kids to come home, and I have to do the laundry, and it's like now I'm juggling two lives, and none of them are mine, mm. and it's like there's that stress. Yes. So you know, I, I know I'm in a moment in time. Yes. If I'm lucky enough to meet someone I want to share my life with in the future, then that will be another adjustment. But I'm probably in this moment where I'm like, I should really honor the me time. I feel like you have been, yeah, babe. Have been. Like you've been. got back into swimming. Yeah. Like you didn't used to swim. Yeah. And I know it's something you've always loved, but yeah. you've reclaimed that. And yeah. now you're doing a fucking triathlon. <laughs> I'm a triathlete, bro. <laughs> I guess another thing that I want our DLs to think about, it's like conversations you and I have had in the past, Revs, about weddings. Mm. And we now look at weddings very differently. If I were to do my wedding again, it would look nothing like the wedding I had because instead of just going along mm. with how things should be, because mm-hmm. let's face it, there are box tickers yeah. for a wedding, right? Totally. It's like, I've got to book the cake. I've got to book the this i've got to book a celebrant gotta i've got to do the first dance yeah gotta yeah. do the first dance gotta exactly. wear a veil yeah, yeah all of those things uh-huh. and i do want to challenge our dls to ask why mm. you do something yeah so if you're hanging on to things just because culturally that's what we're told to do like sleep in the same bed like sleep in the same bed i dare you to really zoom out from yourself and ask yourself why yeah why are you punishing yourself because of how something should be should look now and the inverse is true i think i would still like to share a bed but depends if i got a snorer maybe i would think differently of course you would think differently and you have to remember it's no reflection on my marriage it's actually more of a reflection on the stage of parenting i mean i have a two-year-old and a three-year-old and look maybe hubs and i will go back to sharing a bed and maybe we'll enjoy it more and maybe we'll have worked out his snoring issues and maybe you'll roll over in the morning and say hey Hey, teammate (laughs) and then you'll tackle the day (laughs) but i guess i do feel a bit defensive of it yeah i can tell you do not because of my own opinions but because of everyone else's and then suddenly i realize oh that's funny it's Mm. only a problem to everyone else but me because my mum commented on it once where she was like oh are you two sleeping in separate rooms and i was like yeah because and this is back to when i was breastfeeding iggy around the clock and i said yeah because we need one parent who's getting sleep if i'm not and mum said and again she didn't say this with any malice but it was more of a default she said well don't make that a habit Mm. boomer yeah and i thought why does it matter like love you boomers but the boomers were so scared of things like this yeah you know like of how like, things look of like make sure you don't become a slob when he gets home from work don't make that a habit you know what i mean it's oh like God. well they did though but it was like a hangover from i guess their parents from the 50s who yeah. like you know everything was just so and everything was this little sign of how your marriage was going but it's that whole keeping up appearance keeping up with the joneses bullshit yeah. what i love about our generation and with podcasting is we talk about the shit that people didn't used to talk about. Yeah. And we actually realize everybody's in the same boat. So it's funny that I was just talking about how I sleep better without my husband sharing a bed. But interestingly, this week I have slept terribly mm. because he's away. Oh. Yes. He's not in the house. He's not in the house. You get scared. I do. Yeah. I, and it's not conscious. Like I'm not sitting in my house in the corner, like darting my eyes around the room in paranoia. But it's just this undercurrent of like, Something could happen Mm. while he's away. And I still stand by the idea that I always feel safer living in an apartment. Me too. I found that transition really tough. Yeah. 
it's that safety in numbers. I was on security a door. third floor. There's yeah. a security door. There's always people around. When you move to a house, you've got four walls of exposure yeah. and multiple entry points. Yeah. And I do struggle with Hubs being away. And again, I forgot what it feels like to have him away because of COVID. He never went away. Mm. And now that he's away again, I don't love the feeling of being fearful. And you're the only responsible adult here. Exactly. So, you know, something happens in the middle of the night. If there's a, I don't know, fuck, a fire or an alarm goes off or there's a weird noise, like you're in charge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, all on me. You have to be a bit more on. Yeah. When he's here and you can share it. Exactly. And I'm a paranoid Polly. Yeah. I live my life publicly. Yeah. And that definitely eats at me. It makes me nervous about my kids' safety at times. I mean, I now no longer share like where we stay on holidays or anything that I feel could become an issue. Yeah. We've since added Fort Knox security to our house that's linked to our phone. So like, for example, if there was a break and entering in our house in the night, both me and Hubs, even if he's away would get an alert yeah. on our phones. Yeah. So we've put all that in place to Highly try and... unlikely. I know. You know that, right? But it does make me feel safer and secure knowing that we have 24-7 surveillance yeah. and we've even like been obnoxious and added like floodlights nice. to our cameras. Fuck so yeah. if someone were to <laughs> enter our property, it's literally like a, hi, I'm watching you <laughs> and let me put a spotlight on you just so you know that there's cameras here. Oh, and there's another one over there, you know. Trying to deter the people, yeah. basically. Maybe you should share a childhood story that would explain why you feel this way. This doesn't come from nowhere, your fear of break-ins. No, I think it's definitely stemmed from my childhood because when I grew up in Thailand, when I was eight years old, we moved into a new house and this is really fucked up. Yeah. But basically, my dad was away. And my mum was asleep in the house with me and my brother. And the way that our house was designed, the kids' rooms were at the other end of the house to my mum and dad's room. And my mum, how terrifying is I this, woke up to a strange man rifling in her bedside table wearing a motorbike helmet mm. with an opaque visor. Daft Punk nightmare situation. Yeah, couldn't see his face. <gasps> And when she woke up and saw him, he turned and looked at her oh. and she fucking did the biggest blood curdling scream and ran into my room. And my naive eight year old self, who had a deep fear of snakes, <laughs> was completely convinced there was a python in the house. Okay. I was yep. like, mum's screaming like that because my fucking worst nightmare has come to fruition. There's a python in our house and we're stuck. <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> But it was worse. Escalated. We can handle a python. Yeah. It was a fucking break and entering. Yeah, right. Someone trying to nick her jewellery. How's your brother feel, the fact that she ran to your room first? Well, my room was closest. Right. Then okay. she gathered him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Semantics. Yeah. It'd be something I'd hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't going to bypass me. Yeah. Her youngest. Her youngest. Her baby. Yeah. So that's why you have this inbuilt fear, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it vividly. Yeah. I also remember weird details that when the police came over, they worked out that he had put a ladder, because it's a two-story house. What an 80s robber. <laughs> so 80s. Massive Home Alone vibes. Yes. <laughs> ladder climbed into my mum and dad's bathroom and that's how he got in oh my God. but when my mum spooked him because she woke up he ran out the bathroom down the ladder and hot-footed without his shoes all right 
right. Okay. So what he left behind, very Home Alone vibes, was a rickety old ladder that was probably made of bamboo because we're in Thailand <laughs> and some thongs. Great. Oh, thongs. Yeah, not even runners. Thongs. Rubber thongs. Oh, my God. And it, uh, presumably zoomed off on a motorbike. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Yeah. How terrifying to it, wake up to that. Yeah. That's, that's full on. My poor mum. Woofed. All right. So what do you do? What do you do to make it a bit less scary for yourself? Nothing. Okay. I just sit in the fear. <laughs> Just don't sleep. There's no solution. But I have said to Hubs, like, can you travel less for work? He's like, are you my employer? No. Do I have a choice? No. I don't know. I'm trying to make peace with it. I think it's just the rude adjustment of us coming out of the COVID world, which I'm so grateful for. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, my husband going back to work and traveling for work, it's an adjustment. My first few months having my own place with my kids was an adjustment. So different. Totally. And Revs, you've done a part. Yep. To house. Yep. Back, back to, to apartment. apartment. Do you think there's a noticeable difference? Yeah, in... I feel much safer in an apartment. Yeah. I mean, we live in a really safe city. We really are so lucky. We don't have a lot to be worried about, but absolutely i love the security of my apartment i love that like knowing that i'm completely defended yeah yeah (laughs) when we did have a house yeah like your weird light will come on it's probably a possum or whatever but you know your light will come on in the driveway or you hear something in the garage or you think you hear something near the kids room and and you had a big garden yeah big garden and also big driveway up the side like side alley on the other side like you've surrounded if you want and you know easy to get in yeah but there's something about suburbia that can be really dark yeah you know like i feel like when you're in an apartment you're probably in a more central location you feel a bit more surrounded by people and it's just less lonely when you're out with the fucking cicadas and there's nothing but darkness and quiet it's eerie you can you feel like someone could be around and that's just probably our you know weird internalized stuff now i'm thinking about farm life can't could never like people who could never whose neighbors are like a few kilometers away nah not How? for me. Couldn't do it. And there'd be no street lights. Nah. Who do you call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with your nuts, bun. We're getting real uh, into singing that. Yeah. What you got for me? I got a kids' clothing brand. Whoop. Big fan. I'm a big fan because it's cool, it's different, and and it goes against the grain for me because the colours are not neutral. Oh my god! I know, I'm really enjoying dressing my kids in colour. Yes. This brand is Colour in Spades. It's a cool brand. And what I love most about it, there's cool shit for boys. Yes. I feel like boys yeah. get forgotten. So they do. Sunny the label. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've been seeing this on your socials. Bright, beautiful colors, a beautiful cut. Like yep. cool, yep. not lame. Yep. My favorite thing that they sell are these really cool, like it, it just makes me feel nostalgic for the 80s, but those like parachute material flat caps. Fuck Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Fuck With some yeah. stitching on the front, love like it. very retro, very cool. But another thing that I love about it is that it's a brand by a local Northern Beaches mum. Oh, yeah. Sing it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. How was... big does the sizing go? Is it just for toddlers? Or can I put my kids in it? I will say I do think it's size zero to five. Dang. Yeah. Not helpful. Can someone handle the fucking five to tens? Someone handle it. It's a tough age and stage. There's nothing for them. No. Like nothing cool with personality. Yeah. Like everything's very like generic. You know, I have really strong memories of being a very underdeveloped 12 year old. Mm. So we're in high school and this Mm -hmm. is when you really start to become conscious Mm -hmm. about what you wear around your friends. And I had no hips or shape. So I couldn't wear the more mature age stuff where it had that cut to it. 
but I had outgrown the kids stuff. Yeah. And the only saving grace was a shop called Bonza Bratz. I remember. Do you remember Bonza yeah. Bratz? It was designed perfectly for tween. And look, there were some things that I felt, oh, that's so lame. Like I'm much cooler than this. But it fitted me perfectly. Yeah. And I loved it. And it was great for that transseasonal age. But seriously, like there's nothing for five to ten. No. Nothing. I mean, if you've got some records, chuck it in the Facebook group, please. Yeah. We need to know. Yeah. Because I just, you know, otherwise you're just buying fast fashion all the time. And for boys, it's what? Navy, grey mile, fucking stripe. Like, give me a pattern. I want some vibes. Yeah. My but yeah, Sunny the Label. Love it. Check them out. What's your not spawn, Rebsody Doodah? Mine is a coffee pod. Oh. As we know, coffee, coffee, coffee. Wine, wine, wine body with a potty you like all my beverages but basically i have an espresso machine yep and like a chump i thought i needed to always go to nespresso to get my pods oh you mean it can be compatible with other branded pods <laughs> yes you can go to coles or woolworths ah. and get other pods that fit in your nespresso and the ones that are sick are by illy illy they do a dark intense roast which i like because bring it on the strong strength of black coffee in the morning so it's the strength strength of the pod or is it the flavor all of it it just all comes together and it's very good if not better than actual Nespresso brand pods. But Nespresso, if you want to sponsor our independent podcast. You're it. Like We, we just love like, nothing you. better than Nespresso. <laughs> or Illy, if you want to slide on in, we're here for you too. My loyalty is for sale. No, yes. It's malleable. <laughs> but anyway, I'm kidding. But if you haven't been able to get to Nespresso or you can't get the delivery or whatever, you can pop to Coles or Woolies and pick these up and they are very good. Illy coffee pods. Any particular flavor name? Uh, I think this just comes in strength and you can choose. Oh. If you're a coffee person, which you're not, you would understand. <laughs> you just choose. But how many little pods are colored in on the side? I go for a seven to ten. I thought I was more engaging about your not spawn, considering it wasn't relevant to me, than when you do alcohol. Congrats, darling. Yeah. Like, well done. Thank you for Found listening. interesting. <laughs> there are a lot of DLs who are coffee drinkers, so go and check out Italy coffee pods. Yeah, they're very good. Um, guys, just real quick, we got all your DMs in the last week. We've had so many beautiful messages from you. Yeah. We're just so happy you're here. Yeah. We're grateful as fuck, as they say. We are. And we really do love to hear from you. Please feel like you can slide on into our Instagram DMs. You can drop us an email. You can jump in the Facebook group, whatever platform is your jam. Oh, the Facebook group is going off. And can I just say, a DL slid into our Instagram DM saying, when are we going to see the photo of the dog? And I was like, mate, get in the Facebook group. Get in the Facebook group. That's where we're sharing that shit. You're weeks behind. Yeah, there's some really heated discussions going on in the face of you right now. And yeah. so jump on in there and have your say. But yeah, we really, really appreciate it. If you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, you know, that's something you could do. Help us out. Any kind words goes a long way and it costs you nothing. Drop us a little love note there for all the world to see. I think we've covered enough today. I think we have been a lot of fun <laughs> happy tuesday everyone happy tuesday hope you have a lovely week and uh we'll be back in your ears next week we're getting real radio here i know to us go, like... should we cue the outro <laughs> i dropped the gun there <laughs> one of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast bye